Girl shells, and it's racked to the real. And we're back with another episode of Mama Drama Pod. What are you? There we go, that's a different one. Bing bong. Like, I don't know, I don't even know what to say at this point. Um, but today we are joined by the lovely Rebecca. Hi, guys. Hey, hey. girl. <laughs> <laughs> so today's episode is actually going to be focused on autism awareness we've watched an episode about this for a very long time and we're so happy that Rebecca has agreed to come on and she's going to shed some knowledge and before we get into that though we're just going to talk about how we've been how you feeling Shell's eyes are rolling all over the place (laughs) Shell's how are you girl guys I am a mess (laughs) a big fat mess why is your face (laughs) I I wasn't expecting it (laughs) no this week has been long it's been very long stressful my head is even pounding right now i've had an ongoing migraine skank Mm -hmm. so literally i've not even given edge i've not got a lash i've got nothing on my face right now (laughs) i've literally just showered and got my ass hair if you're a mess you shower that's a good thing i know i know people that make to the shower I know it's no, mad I drug myself in there I even shaved my legs because you Ooh. guys were even going to get prickly <laughs> <laughs> on recent though sorry this is off tangent but um, the older I'm getting I don't even care that my legs are hairy anymore oh, you know? same but what kind of hairs do you not get though because mine I don't really shave them anyway mm-hmm. but I get like light wispy ones like, have you got the carpet babe yeah I'm yeah, a wolf yeah. I'm wolverine <laughs> so you're both wolves and you don't shave no, no but no, I've been I, leaving little like like normally when I was younger it couldn't even have one prick on my yeah, leg. Yeah, yeah. No, I would have to shave, have to mm. shave. But now, I've been rolling up to the nursery, like, <laughs> with bumps all over Honestly, it grows back so quickly as well. That's the thing. 100%. Yeah. Like, literally tomorrow, there'll be hairs on my legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Would I even see it? No, you would, you would. They're black yeah, man and they're dark. dark. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem. They're so annoying. Black, dark yeah. and thick. And obviously where the, the skin is it's a like, bit like, lighter, yeah, you're yeah. going to see it. Exactly. Like, 100%. Yeah. So what about waxing it? No. yeah mm. but who, I ain't got the, ta- like, this is it, the time yeah. the capacity so shaving's <laughs> just always been easier mm, yeah, but yeah I shaved for you guys today sure. I even shaved my pits too oh, oh. okay is that too much why they look like weeks that I've had yet it's just been crazy wait why, why has it been so crazy what's what? been happening it's a lot you know no mm. I don't Girl, oh, I gosh. feel you. Soft life. I do. It's Soft hard. Life. It's hard. I don't want to work anymore, <laughs> government. <laughs> I'm tired. Oh, no. It's actually, nice. It was a lot. This week was a lot. Like, I literally, I think I've read over 600, 700 emails this week. Oh, no. So, it's been a lot. It's been a very heavy, heavy week. And everyone's felt it. Everyone, people were making mistakes left, right and centre. That means yeah. it's mad. Mm. So, yeah, I couldn't even, like, do things that we were meant to be doing for Mama Drama Pod. Like, it's just been all wild wild but, but yeah, even like, when you want to quit the job yeah mm. you can't because it's cost of living crisis oh, inflation yeah. buy five things and it's 50 pounds <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like there's no way out yeah yeah nice wild even to put diesel to come here you're just like what mm. <laughs> dedication 
everything. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But we're glad you made it in yeah, one yeah. piece. I'm here, and hopefully you feel good after the session. And yeah. Yes. Love Rebecca. <laughs> Absolutely. Not to put you off or anything, but that was literally how my week yeah, has yeah. been. Like, it's it just gets been like that sometimes. Like very, yeah. yeah. Intense. Intense. Yeah. It's raining. I was reading your like... stories on Instagram and I saw... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I've even I've got a Melvin hair. What's the Melvin? A spot. Oh. I don't get spots like unless I'm coming on my period. Mm. I I got spots this week. That's just how stressed I am. Yeah. So it's just yeah. I just need to woo some and just we do it together. Go on then. That actually helps, you know. For a little bit. Yeah, for a little bit. And mine was okay. running around today like a like a mad gal, literally <laughs> running and screaming. Oh gosh. And I put on some madness on YouTube. It was it was, it was doing those breathing exercises. So she's there like <laughs> and five minutes later, she's back to running around. Oh, so gosh. <laughs> How was your week? Um, do you know what? It's absolutely flown. Everything's just a bit of a blur. So I can't mm. really tell you. All the days are just merged into one. Mm. Sunday at the Coco Fest that was busy then it was Monday I was tired I was working then it was Tuesday it was work Wednesday work Thursday work Friday we're here <laughs> mm-hmm. literally it's a blur yeah. mm. the days aren't even that distinct to me to be honest which is probably bad you think that's a bad thing? yeah why can't I remember my week? well she's been it's mighty really productive Christmas. guys this girl on Christmas <laughs> no but <it's> like- <laughs> sorry I'm that person as soon as August comes yeah it's nearly Christmas it goes September, October, November, yeah, 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 um, their time in Jamaica so like a true story mm-hmm. well the memories to teach people about the culture as well which is really cool so it'll be available on Amazon and mamadramapod.co.uk real soon or now when you're watching this actually so yeah check it out yeah it's very colourful might I add mm. and yeah a lot of good feedback about it like the representation and so on so yeah make sure you grab a copy that's actually cool. Sometimes we've had ads in the episode, but it's for other people. This yeah. time, it's ourselves. It's our own. Oh, <laughs> Plug yeah. yourself. Guys, Mama Drama Pod Voice. Grab your coffee. Rebecca, though, how's your week been? Mm. She's gone. Wait, wait, wait. Back to that. Yeah, how's your week been? How's my week been? I feel like it's similar to yours. It's been a bit of a blur. It's the six weeks holiday. Oh, so the yes. kids are keeping me busy. Um, See, so I've just been trying to keep them active. Taking them to the park, not really been enjoying that. I hate the park. <laughs> why, do, why do you hate the park? Do you know, someone else like said that the other day. They, I think a lot of mums hate yeah. the park. Yeah. Um, I, just, I just don't like it. I feel like when they're at home, 
when because we live in a flat so I feel like because we live in a flat I don't know it gets a bit claustrophobic sometimes mm. so they don't like being there they get really bored so I feel like they like to be outdoors so I take yeah. them to the park and I feel like they're going to enjoy that and they do but it's like there's so many things to play with but they want to fight over one thing and I'm just like there's so many things like and Are when they fight each other or people's kids no each other <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing they fight each other for things and I'm just like you could play with something else and obviously with my older son who has autism he's very particular about certain colours and things like that so if like my younger one goes and sits on something that's blue that's his favourite colour he will have a whole tantrum about it and then everyone else in the park doesn't understand why like they think he's just been like a naughty child so it can be a bit overwhelming sometimes like I try to avoid going to the park but it's like you can't because if you sit indoors all day it's hot and then they get like bothered so it's like yeah but I've just been getting on with it so yeah this week um all I've been doing really is just trying to keep them active just taking them out meeting up with family friends that's it really I saw you doing a TikTok rant about um Oh, what was it about this time? Kids in the park and not playing with um, oh, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah go on. Oh, so basically, um, I've been noticed because I just moved to a new area. I live in East London, but I've moved to like a different part of East London, and um, it's different. Like, there's a lot more. There's not as many black people, so there's like a more Asian people, more like Eastern Europeans. Um, and when we go to the park, there's not really that many black children there it's mostly only like um the eastern europeans and the asian children and um with like my kids they're like they're now starting to like acknowledge other children and play with other children and that's a big thing for me because with autism like normally they say that they don't really play with other children and stuff they kind of isolate themselves so i've like really trying to get them to embrace it and stuff and it makes me happy when i see them doing it but mm. sometimes i've noticed that even though the um, the maybe the youngest children they might want to play back with my child but um, sometimes the older children kind of don't want to um, there was one situation where um, they were playing with this little girl she looked about maybe three years old and um, the older brother who was about maybe four he was so adamant he was like don't play with my um, sister leave my sister alone and I was just like what's going on here and they don't understand so then in the end he came to me and he said can you tell your children to stop playing with my sister and the mum and the mum was there and she didn't say nothing so in the end I was just like oh but why they're just playing and he was like I don't want them to play and I was just like okay so I kept trying to tell them like play with each other don't play with the, the girl because it's upsetting the boy and they would say okay mummy then they'd run back and start playing with her again <laughs> And um, yeah, it got to a point when he then started hitting them, and that's when I was like, it's, "That this like it's come, that's the final straw now." So the mum wasn't making herself known to me. So I said, "Who whose like ch- child is this?" Um, and then I saw her looking. She didn't admit it was her, but Sorry, so this I said like to her, "Absolute scenes, literally." Oi! Yeah, <laughs> honestly, claim your child. Literally, child. So I said, to her, "Can you please tell your child not to hit my children, please? Like that's not that's not nice." Yeah. Because um, my children, they won't hit back. Like not that I'm encouraging the child to hit back, but they won't hit back. They'll kind of just cry or moan about it. So, and um, she didn't say anything to me. She just ignored me. But like that's been like one of many incidents I've noticed as a trend. Every time I go to the park, there's like looks. Or, like, pulling their child away. Yeah, like, literally. Um, And then there was another incident where, again, another, like... Um, I'll, I think he's in Eastern European anyway he wasn't English um, and there was a bunch of them maybe about six of them they walked into the park and um, they stood, They started saying grandma so I actually thought they were looking for their grandma 
So I was, I was looking around with them, like, where's your grandma? <laughs> and then, like, then I noticed that they were looking at me and giggling. So I was like, Why are I'm you not grandma, that old. Though? Like, come on, yeah. not even auntie, you know, grandma. Your blue hair. Your green hair, no way. So I was like, are you talking to me? And he, then he was giggling. He was like, no. And I was like, okay. So I got my kids up. We was about to leave anyway. And then we was walking out. As I was walking out, he started making monkey noises. Then the rest of them started doing it as well. So I turned around and I said, don't do that. That's, that's bad. You don't do that. Because they were about maybe about nine, ten years old. So I said, you don't do stuff like that. Um, they carried on and they were following me at this point. So I've come out of the park and I'm holding my two kids. And then I've said to um, um, a guy, like, I was like, oh, do you know who's um, like parents, these, cho- of the cho- these children? He was like, yeah, like they're my kids. And I was like, oh, they're making monkey noise at me and they're calling me grandma. And he started like laughing. That's not funny. And I said, that's not funny. Like, so now I know why they're doing that. So you're obviously encouraging them to dip like do that bad behavior um and then like I just walked away because I couldn't be bothered I've got my kids with me I'm not going to get into it with you um and then as I was walking off there was a black man and he was like oh mum are you okay and then I explained to him and he was like he's been living there for a while and he's had quite a few situations so literally after that happened I think I didn't go back to that park for about six weeks and then I felt so bad because my kids kept asking me can we go to the park and it's literally about a one minute walk from where I live um, so I've been going back there, but it's like now I'm just over anxious and over over cautious of anything that might happen. But mm. there hasn't been anything. But then that's what like kind of sprung up that rant because it happened again. Like mm. the first day that I went back, one of the mums was pulling her child away from. Um, so I was just like, what is going on? Like, am I am I imagining this? Because you know, sometimes I think I may I don't know Maybe if I'm, I'm yeah it yeah. It's more than head. one thing though. It sounds like a racist area. Yeah I'm yeah. To say but that. I didn't know that's still happening like in East London anyway. Exactly. Yeah. I it was quite diverse. Yeah, that's what I thought. So. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because there's not that many black people in that area. So mm-hmm. that's why it's happening. But from the responses from that video, so many other people said that they'd like been had mm. the similar experiences. Yeah. So in 2022. I, I can't After the Black it. Lives Matter movement, the black squares on Instagram. <laughs> all the quality <laughs> and diversity. I don't think that, don't think that helps, don't to be fair. Well, I've got yeah. black friends. No. Oh, no. no. Not the I black occasionally friends. stick my hair and do black girl aesthetic. <laughs> 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 Damn. Oh yeah. my gosh! Well, it's not cool in it. Don't yeah. take it to be racist. Yeah, it's like, what do you do in that situation? Because, like, after a while, I saw some comments saying I don't let my children play with like certain like coloured children now because of that to prevent them being hurt or whatever. But you, I don't want to say to my children, don't play with them because they their parents might be horrible. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's not nice. So you never know. We don't live in a bubble. Like if we live mm. in England, we're gonna come in. In, into what's it interaction I don't mm-hmm. know what word I'm looking for yeah, yeah we're yeah. gonna come into play we're coming to play with different walks of life we are the minority so it's yeah. hard to shield them and we can't oh. shield them completely because at some point they're gonna interact with yeah. the other walks of life and other races no like, it's yeah. true and I thought TikTok was a safe space, but gosh, all the races. Wow. Well, speaking of TikTok, I think the last thing I saw on TikTok was about um, you're raising awareness about people kissing children. Oh, yeah. Can you tell us that story? Yeah, briefly? So ba- yeah. Oh, gosh, I've got a lot of stick for that as well. So basically, <laughs> they, they like to beat you. How do they? Every time I go on live, they just attack me. So um, basically, uh, it was after my son's third birthday I think it was yeah um about two weeks after um I just noticed that he had um a temperature he wasn't really feeling himself and then I think after a day I saw that it was like bumps all over his lips and then inside of his mouth as well 
So I took him to the GP and I said, well, I think maybe he's got like a viral infection or something. And the GP took his temperature and he was like, it's really high, take him to A&E. So I took him to the hospital um, and they didn't know what was going on. They said, let's just do a blood test. So they've done a blood test, but he's refusing to eat. By this time, I think it was like the third day he hasn't had nothing to eat. And I remember at that time, I was trying to get rid of his dummy and he wasn't having a dummy. That's how I knew that he was like really sick. So they admitted us onto a ward. So then when they admitted us, um, the blood test came back and they said that he had... um, herpes so to, like at that point I, I um I didn't work in a sexual health clinic so I didn't know nothing really about um herpes Sorry, is that the same about cold sores and people have cold sores yeah co- yeah the cold yeah. sores yes yeah, the cold sores one because there's two types so um I didn't know anything about it so I was just thinking oh STI so I was thinking how would he get that like and I was getting really worried then a doctor explained to me that um that one of the ways that it could be caught is through kissing. So they didn't say to me, oh, by sharing a cup, by sharing cutlery, anything like that. They just said kissing. So once they've said that to me, I've just thought, okay, someone's kissed my child because I've been tested for that and I don't have that. His dad's been tested, he doesn't have that. So I'm thinking someone else has kissed my child. Um so yeah, so obviously that's why so I got like a um, you know, like on Snapchat, sometimes you'll get like a reminder of like a year mm-hmm. video. So it came up and I just thought, oh, this would be like a good video to raise awareness for. So that's why I um, posted the video because I was just like, don't let anyone kiss your child. Which is valid because people do, even with newborn. They're yeah. Really too yeah. In the kid's face. Like, can you just... Yeah. When he was three Relax. months old and I got what took him to get his first passport picture done, the per- the lady that was doing it, she she was like, he's so cute. And she went to kiss him on his lips. I had to stop her. So no, when people were in my boundaries. comments saying that you're lying, um, a stranger lying. would never... Yeah, they said I was lying. They said, oh, it's you. You did it. You <laughs> did it. <laughs> the internet, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a a very you crazy. crazy. I'm laughing, yeah, because... Online, yeah. No, they're crazy. They're wild. Do you know they're whatever they just said, they're going to you. But if you think about it, it's so easy just to go... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people just literally yeah. and then just write whatever they're thinking. Yeah, and when literally. you click on it, a lot of the time, free followers, no picture, Burners. like yeah. So they just say some wild things. So many people were saying that I was lying and it was me that gave. So I was just like, if it was me, do you really think I would have done that whole video? I would have said it like he caught it from me and obviously owned up to it, but it wasn't me. I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was my mum. I don't know if it was my dad. I don't know who it like because with him, um, unless he went to nursery, that's the only time like up um he would be around maybe strangers mm. but apart from that he was always with either me or my immediate family or his dad or his dad's immediate family so when people were saying oh you're a bad mum like why are you letting people around your child you need to check as well that he hasn't been um, SA'd I was just like whoa like you're taking it to a whole different level now mm. I'm literally just trying to help people because so many people actually did watch that video and said um like oh um mum like my mum or my dad kisses my child and I don't know how to tell her to stop and I don't feel comfortable with it and I just said look just it's your child just say like you don't you just don't want my mum has done that before as well and I said like mum please don't kiss my child like even me I don't kiss my child so like when you're an adult and you do adult things I feel like you should just know that use common sense and know you shouldn't really be kissing children on the lips especially that aren't yours as well mm. so um I was actually shocked that the amount of people that were quite negative about it to be fair and if you want to know something just ask like there were some people that were saying oh do you know who it was and I just said no I don't I still don't know who it was but just to be like vile and like angry about it I was just like okay whoa like what's that about Mm, (laughs) I'm just trying to bring awareness to this yeah and it happens a lot there were so many comments saying that yeah like and, and children have died from it Mm. wow yeah, yeah. it's serious that's when I first saw stuff of that nature was in relation to like babies it happened to like babies in the newborn stage and mm. then becoming really 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 ill so it's yeah. good to raise awareness for exactly it. yeah 
But yeah, Rebecca Iku on TikTok will make sure her description is real. She'll be getting all kinds of insight, awareness into what's yeah. going on in her daily life. It's great. And you'll see her turning up. She actually enjoys herself. Yeah, I try which to. Which is fantastic. Yeah, I try to. <laughs> it's the humbleness for me. Like, yeah, I try to. Girl, we've yeah. seen you. <laughs> Did you know it is? I feel like, oh, sorry. No, cut you off. I just feel like, um, I don't know, anyone has watched my journey, like with my older son, he got diagnosed when he was so when he after he started school with autism and for me that was a like a big thing like before he got diagnosed I didn't really know much about autism maybe I saw children that maybe acted a bit different but mm. I didn't really know what the label was for it and growing up I didn't really see that like I know I went to a school and I saw children like other children with additional needs and stuff but I didn't really know what the diagnosis was um coming from like I'm Nigerian so like disability anything like that mental health it's like a big taboo like mm. in the African community it's not spoken about if anything if you even say that I'll pray for you kind of thing do you know what I mean so like I just felt like there would be a lot of shame like a lot of people look at me sideways like oh like now she's a single mother and she also has a, like a disabled child kind of thing so it was hard for me like I went through like a long time of like depression as well um just trying to deal with it and it's still like ongoing like I feel like it's still kind of I still get triggered sometimes like even on TikTok I'll watch um I don't know a child that has autism that might be a bit older and it'll make me think about oh how is my child going to be when he's that age is he going to be independent and stuff like that so like it's an ongoing journey but because of that it's just like I had to take myself out of that depressive state mm -hmm. and one thing for me I feel like this therapy apart from like doing the YouTube videos and helping other people is going out and enjoying my time like my time with my friends so I try to do that whenever I can. When the kids aren't around, um, I enjoy myself. You go, girl. We love that. Yeah. We love that because yeah. you need some balance. Yeah. Like, too much of one thing isn't mm, good. Yeah. And it's nice to like let your hair down exactly. and have fun. Yeah. So you can get ready to be back on your mum game. Exactly, yeah. So just me speaking, yeah. you've sort of like touched on so many things about yourself, which I'll recap in case people don't know. You said okay. you're a single mum. Yeah. You've mentioned two sons. Yeah. And your eldest son was diagnosed at four with autism yeah. how old is he now he's six now okay and yeah. how old is your second son he's four okay when you so you got diagnosed at four can you talk us through like the lead up to the diagnosis was there anything that you were noticing and yeah. then did you refer him did you go to the doctor and be like is something wrong or did the teachers pick it up at school yeah so when he was about two it started off like I went out for dinner with my friends and um both my friends that were there they both work in the nursery and I don't know how we even got into the conversation. I think they just asked, oh, how is he? And stuff like that. Um, and I said, he's fine. And then I think one of them said, oh, is he talking yet? And I said, um, actually, no, he's just saying mama. And um, and then she was like, oh, okay. She was like, at the age of two, he should really have like a lot more speech. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And because it was my first son, I didn't know what to expect. So I was just like, okay. Then I remember like... Um, when I think when that friend went to the toilet, I said to my other friend, that's also works um, works in the nursery, like, is that right? And she was like, oh, don't take no notice of it. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. But then, like, it kind of stayed with me. Mm. So then, um, he was coming up for his two year. Um, you know, they have the two year health visit, I think. So when I had that, um, was like, that face to face? Because with mine, it was face I think to face. I think mum was over Zoom because of the pandemic time. Oh, well. okay, yeah. I think so, yeah. This was a while back, so it was before the pandemic. So it was face-to-face. -face, and they um, go through everything with you and then they ask you if you have any concerns. And funnily enough, she didn't really pick up on anything. She was just asking me if I had any concerns. And I said, well, the only thing is the speech. There's not really any speech. And I said, he's only saying mum and it's not all the time. It's just sometimes. 
And she said, oh, well, like, he's still young. Um, like, give him some time. And I was like, mm, I, I want to kind of look into it. And she was like, okay, well, we'll refer you to speech therapy. So that's like the first stage. They refer you to speech therapy and stuff. So, I was, so we went to speech therapy. I think we had about six sessions. He just used to sit there and just play with the toys. And there wasn't nothing. So what would nothing. they be doing? They would say that, they said that, like, playing, like, Playing with toys would bring speech. I don't know how it works, but they said that it would help yeah, encourage like help. speech. Yeah. yeah okay. So they would kind of just like, I don't know, maybe play with the toy and like maybe say, oh, Jamal, his name is Jamal. Oh, Jamal, look, car. And then maybe they'd be like trying to see if he would mimic and say car as well, but he wouldn't. He would just maybe look and that was it. Um, so after the sessions, if there's not really any progression, then that's when they kind of start talking to you about the next stage. So then um, I think after the last session, then a lady said to me, the speech therapist said to me, oh, um, like, maybe would you like want to look into maybe um, getting a, there's like, I can't remember what the process is called, but it's basically for like a, diag- not a diagnosis, assessment but like an assessment basically for autism. And I was like, oh, um, okay. I didn't really know much about it. I went and read up on it and I was just like, okay, cool. And like at that point, the only like symptom I'd say was presenting was the lack of speech. There wasn't really anything else. So I was just like, okay, fine. Um, and then the pandemic happened. So it slowed everything down. Um, and then he started school. But in the pandemic, I don't know if this was because, okay, so within that time as well, me and um, their dad split up. Um, I moved back home to my mum's. Um, so I imagine I was in my old bedroom with two kids. By then, by now as well, I'd had another child. Um, I was in my old bedroom with like a, like a newborn and him. And all of a sudden he started like displaying other like little symptoms. So he would run around of the room and he would have no awareness of like where he was running. So he would bump into things, hurt himself and cry. But he is like, and I was just thinking like, it's like, it was in another world. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, why is this happening? And I thought, oh, is it because of the pandemic and stuff? But even, like, that's not going to affect other normal children. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like, so I <clears throat> said to them, look, like, I really want to get this assessment done because, like, I'm starting to see other things. So then he started school. And then after he started school, I think a, a month later, they called me in and they said, yeah, they have a spot for him. So how they, long was the wait, do you think? Was it like a, um, over a year? Because I know people about, complaining. About two so years, about two and a half years, yeah. Because he didn't get the diagnosis till it was about four and a half. Because wow. basically they do say they have to wait until they start yeah. school to start. Mm. Yeah, only now that I know that, yeah, yeah, someone told me that, yeah, I didn't know. They so. can't do it beforehand because obviously mm. speech, like children learn at different rates. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. some children walk first and they talk after some yeah. walk and then they don't talk. And so, yeah, that's yeah. why they wait until they start school so yeah. they can actually assess it properly. Yeah, which is good, I guess, because it gives the child some time as well to develop mm. rather than just getting a label straight away. Mm. So um, we went for the assessment and it was like a play-based assessment um it was like a psychologist I believe I can't remember and she was just kind of like observing him while he played by then he had a bit more speech um because he had started school by then and um so that helped a bit um so then in my head I was thinking oh he's learned a few more words so maybe he's not um and I was trying to say that to psychologists but I could just tell that she knew that something was like obviously off um and then I think about about a few months later they phoned me and yeah, it was the doctor. Uh, it was a doctor that phoned me and she was just like, have you got anyone with you? And I was just like, no. And as soon as she said that, I already knew that she was going to say that he has autism. And then, yeah, she just basically told me there that, yeah, from like the, the um, thing, they said that they didn't really feel like he had a lot of like presenting symptoms, but like the speech delay was like a major factor and like the other things that he was doing. So yeah, they gave me the diagnosis and that was it. <laughs> 
when you say that was it, is there any like, support no, or anything that, after that's, that? That's what I mean. Like, I don't, I didn't really feel like I got any support after that. So they send you a pack in mm-hmm. the mail and it's basically like, um, it's just a pack to say, oh, what is autism and stuff like that? Just like a brief definition and stuff like that. Um, but then that's about it. There wasn't really much. So, and I feel like that kind of, not that I want to blame them because I know that there's so many people in this world that they have to deal with and they can't, I guess they can't attend to everyone. Um, but I feel like that kind of contributed to me going into like a depressive state because I feel like there was no one to speak to about it. There's no one that I know, well, none of my friendship group or none of my family that have any children that have autism or even like a cousin that has autism. There's nothing like that in my family. So there was no one that I could relate to and speak to about it. Mm. So a lot of the time I just shut myself off and I didn't want to speak to anyone. It was hard to kind of, you know, when people are saying to you as well, oh, like, no, um, boys are just slow. Don't listen to them. They just want to diagnose black children, stuff like that. People just, and it doesn't help. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't help, do you know what I mean? So when you don't really have anyone to relate to and speak to about it, you kind of just shut away. So yeah, um, I I was depressed about it for a long time. And then um, I think it got to a point where like, he was like in school for a longer time now, obviously he was in that reception. There was more speech coming. And um, I think I would just get on with everything in the day. And then at night I would just cry myself to sleep. And then it got to a point where I think one time, Wait, he came were in, you crying from like frustration? Like how difficult was it parenting? No, it wasn't him difficult. Because of autistic, it wasn't was it? even difficult. The only I think the only thing I would say is the um communication. So like sometimes I'd be upset because he would be trying to say things to me oh. and I didn't understand. And then I'd be upset that he had to keep repeating himself because I felt like it was out of order that I had to keep making him repeat himself. Mm. But in t- he's such a lovely boy, like literally doesn't give me no issues. Like he's not like you know how they say there's like a um not a scale, like there's a spectrum yeah so I wouldn't say he was like high on the spectrum like he doesn't present like really challenging behavior so I wouldn't say the parenting was hard I think it was just the the label of it Mm. and no and like because he was changing all the time I didn't know how much he would change how severe or less severe he would get so that's what I was thinking about I was just overthinking the future um and that's what was making me upset so and because I wasn't saying out loud to anyone it was just staying in like with me so then I think that's why I was just getting depressed about it and then I think one day he came into my room and he said mommy why are you crying or something like that and then that's when I said no I can't I can't do this anymore it's out of order on him like he can't be seeing me in this condition so I phoned my GP and I was just like is there someone I can speak to like is there some type of therapy I can get um, yeah, and then I had some therapy. It helped a little bit. And then um, I kind of just thought, okay, what can I do to make myself happy? And then that's when I started kind of just like talking about it more. I started the YouTube channel and stuff like that. Um, and then I just started speaking to other mums in my position. That helped a lot because I felt like if I can't speak to my own friends because I feel like they don't get it, let me speak to people that might get it. Um, so How yeah. did you find people? Um, what do you mean? To, like other mums that you could relate to? It was very therapeutic. Now, yeah. how did you find them? Oh, how did I find yeah, them? Like oh, um, identify them. Um, how did I find them? Oh, I think it was like quite sporadic, actually. Like maybe like on Instagram, I'd like type in autism and stuff like that. Um, or even on TikTok. Yeah, I'll type in autism or like autism mums and then see and then like I'd follow, sorry, I'd follow the pages um, and like just send them a message and speak to them. And then like groups as well. Um like, for example, with my brother, there's something they do where, like, if you're having, like, um, like with my youngest son, 
um, sometimes his behaviour was a bit challenging. So when we was going for speech therapy, because he's also speech delayed, um, I was mentioning some things that um, he does. So she put me in touch with some lady that um, speaks to parents of children that have additional needs. Mm. So then when I was speaking to her, there was loads of, um, like on Zoom, there was loads of other parents as well that were in that same position. So then we exchanged details as well. So there's like different things that you can do to find like, other parents in your situation and it does help because sometimes you feel like like your family and your friends they don't understand and you don't want to speak to them about it so speak to someone who you do actually feel like relates mm. for like um i was gonna i was gonna be so rude and oh. say for people i'm waiting for it um for dummies you know oh. but like you know when you like there's a book that i just read for dummies but yeah oh, for okay. people who the, don't really series. know yeah yeah that yellow and black book in it yeah mm-hmm. but for people who don't really understand is like autism like from what you've read and yeah. from what you've shared and things that you've looked at yeah. is it like hereditary like is it in the blood <laughs> Like, do you know what I mean? Because some yeah. people might think, oh, well, my child's got it. Yeah. That means, I don't know, it's come from somewhere. Like, yeah. how do, do you get what I mean? Yeah. To be so fair. So just from what you know. Yeah. To be fair, I haven't read anywhere. Like, from what I've read, I've never read anywhere that um, it's hereditary. But you hear that. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if that's true. Um, he, his dad, um, his dad's sister, so his auntie, also has a son that has um, autism. So when people say to me, oh, it's hereditary, I think to myself, oh, is it? Because his, um, like his dad's, his auntie also has a child. His cousin also has autism. Um, um, but I don't know if that's true. Like, but now I would say like, um, not to go off topic, but um, I'm kind of going through that same process now with my younger son where um, like he kind of, he did everything a lot quicker. So he walked quick, he sp- talked quick all of that then he just like they call it regression where they just stop um and then I thought everyone kept saying to me it's because his brother doesn't talk so he's copying his brother and I was just like okay mm, I don't know like about that but okay then cool and then so obviously then he went through the whole speech therapy and stuff then they did the whole offering the assessment for autism and then it's like now um has he had it no because he's four so there's a long process isn't it yeah um so um I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, okay, for example, we was in the flat yesterday and for the past few days I've noticed that when we're going out, if it's raining, he doesn't want to wear his jacket. But when we're indoors, I've, like, I've stripped him down to a T-shirt and like pants because it's hot and he's walked into the room with a full tracksuit and a hat on. <laughs> and I'm just like, what are you doing? It's hot. So I'm like, are you not hot? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, okay, so if you're hot, why are you wearing the tracksuit? And then I'm trying to get the tracksuit off of him, but he's refusing to take it off. Mm. And I'm just thinking, "Mm." like, and then he's obsessed with like numbers, obsessed with the alphabet and stuff like that. I'll go into the bathroom and like, you know, foam letters you can stick on the wall. They're like lined up A, B, C, D all the way. And then like one to 10. And then on the um, fridge magnets, the same thing. And then in the front room, the cards, same thing. And I'm thinking, "Mm, yeah. I think there's definitely something going on there. So even without the diagnosis, I'm already thinking, yeah, he probably has autism. So then that kind of makes me think, is it hereditary then? Mm. Do you know what I mean? But I haven't read anywhere that it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I don't, I'm not too sure about that. Yeah. I think it's hard as well, because you can Google all these things and like potential symptoms, but it's hard to decipher like what is, 
what are like auti- actual autistic symptoms yeah. and what is like a child just being it's hard. a child. Yeah. Sometimes my kid will dress up in God knows what I want to take oh, it yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true, yeah. It's hard because even when I put... Um, like I was watching old videos and then I noticed that... Um, the way he was acting in the video at the time. So basically his cousin was next to both his cousin were next to him and one of them was holding his foot and he was shaking his head um, and he, you could see he was uncomfortable from it. Okay. So I put the video up on TikTok and I was like, now, now looking back at the video, I can see a, a bit of signs. And then a lot of people were saying, oh, ev- every child does that. Like, um, you can't just say that he's autistic because of that. And I was like, well, he actually has a diagnosis, number mm. one. And um, I can tell. I know my child now, so I can actually tell that he was really uncomfortable by it. So I feel like when it comes to children that have autism, I don't know, now, it's like I'll see a ch- child out in public and I can kind of just tell. Really? Yeah. I can just tell by just like little things that they're doing even down to like people that are close to me. And it's, un- it's hard because you don't want to say anything because you just want them to kind of, when they're ready to kind of explore that, let them do it themselves because you don't want to offend anyone or step on anyone's toes. But yeah, I feel like I can definitely tell now, even when it's subtle. Oh, that's amazing. Because yeah. it's such a spectrum. Yeah. It can be different from... Exactly. Child, even with how you described your two sons. Yeah. When you said he's doing the numbers, like in a sequence everywhere, you yeah. didn't say that about your first he son. He doesn't, exactly. I can tell he's very academic, but my first... I wouldn't say he's not academic, but he's not really bothered about that. He's more cars, playing, all of that kind of stuff. And then my second son is more like like learning. Mm. So yeah, they're very different. So that's it's like, the thing though. This sorry, the spectrum yeah. is just so vast. Yeah. Like and then you've got like high functioning, yeah. low functioning, and yeah. then you've got it on the cusps of Asperger's where yeah. they're like really intellectually mm. do you know what I mean? So it's just like how yeah. it could be a minefield. I couldn't even like imagine where you'd begin yeah. with all of that. Yeah. And I just I feel like from what you said like services are just it's probably long mm. like because what happens next what like what do school do do you know yeah, what i mean so what's I'm the thinking, next step yeah. now yeah. so the next step um so after they get the um, diagnosis then um they get an educational healthcare plan mm-hmm. an ehcp and um, is that it, from the school or from the G- um it's GP from or? the local authority yeah. Services. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and um basically it's tailored to your child's needs so with both my children so even though my younger son doesn't have um a diagnosis because it's clear he has a speech delay and he's behind him with his speech he has the ehcp plan so because he's starting school um the main thing will be speech therapy so then they will give like funding um to either bring a speech therapist in or to the school or um train their staff to give them yeah so i guess whatever um additional need your child has it will be tailored to that and yeah so that's the next stage and then so then it's like the health visitors kind of I think they deal with your child from like zero to five so then they kind of like um they they get discharged to the school I guess yeah and then the school kind of deals with it so yeah so what's key there then is actually getting the referrals and talk mm-hmm. to people because you haven't got that had if you haven't had that done the school's not going to have anything to work of you're not exactly. going to get extra funding not going to get extra support yeah yeah and it's hard because even I remember my friend came to visit me the other day and she was talking to me and she was saying that how one of her close friends she can like she can tell that she's presenting a lot of the um, symptoms for um, ASD autism spectrum disorder Um, and she was like she doesn't want to like press on at her but like the like the friend is kind of like 
she doesn't she doesn't want to acknowledge that anything People is wrong. People can be in denial though as yeah. well. Like you want to be told. Yeah, and it's hard that. because if you if you are in denial about it, it will affect your child in the long run. Mm. Because from my son having the extra help, it's really helped him to progress now. This time last year, like he was only saying a few words. Now he's speaking to me, like having conversations with me. So he's made so much progress. I didn't even think he would ever speak. Wow. So like that help, it, it really does help. And like, it starts with you accepting it first. You have to accept it. It's not going to go away. Mm. So yeah, and I, and I do understand because I feel like in the black community, I don't want to, I'm only speaking about black community because I don't know about other communities, but I do feel like we tend to struggle a lot with like um, stigmas and stuff like this, disability, like things like that. things. Yeah, for exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, How has your experience been like from the, your community? Oh, um, you do get a lot of ignorant comments sometimes. Like um, if they have a tantrum and stuff, they get branded like a naughty child and stuff like that. Or um, or even just like the stairs. I remember when I moved to like my new home, um, my car broke down and he's, their school was still like in a, a, my old area. So I had to get the bus every day. And um, that's the time when he started. It's called stimming. And he would kind of like rock a little bit or like laugh to himself, do like things like that. And I would just feel like the whole world was on top of me because it felt like the whole bus was just staring at me and him. And it wasn't really me, me, to be fair. It was like him. I didn't want the people to like look at him. I was just like, oh, I don't really want him to be treated like that. Mm. And I was just so scared of him starting school as well. I felt like, is he going to get bullied? Is he going to have any friends and stuff like that? And it's crazy because I literally just recorded a video about this. Like children are actually so lovely. Mm -hmm. Like they're so lovely. Yeah. It's their parents that are bad Yeah, ones. it's yeah. the parents, honestly. And that's what I was trying to say as well in my TikTok video that like one of the um mums she was pulling her daughter away she didn't want her to play with like my son and I was just thinking like why are you doing that like do you know what I mean it's that's just so out of order but a lot of the time though in the school that they went to they teach the children a lot about autism so like he would come home with like leaflets about that's autism really and stuff good. like that yeah so um the children were very accommodating even when he wasn't speaking they would always speak to him they would always say his name and stuff like that so it was it was lovely to see but yeah there's definitely a lot of like um uh, it's like you know even sometimes like with the aunties and stuff the auntie. The auntie. Wait, the auntie. Wait, the And um, my mum went to Nigeria and her friend looked after us for a few weeks. And she was talking to her friend on the phone and she was like, oh, she was talking about my brother and she was like, yeah, he's deaf and dumb. And I was like, and that's like an expression that a lot of African people actually used to, I don't know if it's just Africans, but used to use back in the day for to describe deaf people. And I was just like, and like, I thought, <laughs> I thought like maybe because I'm, he, he, he can't speak at all. No, okay. yeah. If he was to speak, it would be like very... Like, did you watch Love Island? Like, yeah, how Tasha speaks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but I didn't say anything because I was just so shocked. But, um, like, my younger sister, obviously, I feel like, you know, the younger generation, they're a bit more fiery. She was just like, you can't talk to my brother like that or talk about my brother like that. And I was just like, wow, like, 
Your, people are still speaking like that in this day and age. It's crazy. We were literally just saying this, though, because I feel like that would be the literal term. Like, yeah. if you're deaf, you're actually deaf. Like, yeah, you yeah. can't hear. Yeah. And then if and you're... Dumb, you if you're, speak. Yeah, you yeah. can't speak. Those are the literal yeah. terms. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Now when you say it like that, yeah. Offensive. Yeah, yeah. So now there's different terminologies yeah. that maybe... I don't even know what you say, someone who can't speak. They're just non-verbal. Speak, non-verbal. Non-verbal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas back in the day, they're literally just using the literal term. I know, as, I know. That's the thing. Is, and so. sometimes I have to remind myself that a lot of these um, aunties, they don't know that they're being offensive as well, maybe. Mm. But yeah, so... It's all about education, really. And obviously, if they're receptive, like, receptive to learning and whatever. But if you're just, like, stuck in mm. that mindset and whatever... Because I was literally thinking, like, if my grandma was like... She will, she will say, is that boy retarded? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. not as in your child, but yeah, as yeah, in, yeah, I get that would mean. be the language that she would use. Yeah. And you'd have to correct them and say, no, mm. grandma, that, yeah. we don't Hard. say that in 2022. Listen, my yeah. granddad's still alive like, and he says cost. some things. Yeah. 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 When you come to my granddad, I'm going to give him a warning. Literally, yeah. like, <laughs> he is not peace. See? Yeah. Literally. I can't even repeat they, the things he said. Literally, no, literally, literally. Yeah. And it's just like, it's actually, it's because of how, it's just yeah, their, the way their they terminology. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I guess maybe we might have the same or similar mindset because there might be new terms yeah, yeah. that, okay, autism isn't the label to use anymore. Like, yeah. there might be something else. Yeah. And then we wouldn't be saying they're autistic or mm. do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like... Yeah, because people label. even get offended when I say that my son's autistic. autistic. Yeah, because yeah. like... They autis- get offended. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, don't yeah. I, I don't know why, They but. say, say he has autism. Oh, he's yeah. Not you can't say yeah. how to say yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Say he has autism. But with the term, there is like, you say in the thing that's a, that may be offensive to some mm. or is offensive, but then there's also like the intent behind it. Mm. Yeah, so you yeah. can tell if someone's using something like a derogatory way. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. if you're, you, by you saying, oh, my son's autistic, you don't mean it. No, he yeah. Dehumanize, can I even talk? Dehumanize. Dehumanize him yeah. in any type of way. You're just exactly. saying it to describe him. You don't mean any intent no, no, by yeah. it. No, no, yeah. But the yeah. community will come and want to beat you for it. Exactly. But you don't mean that at all. Yeah. You just so, have to be very, very, like, correct these days. Do you know what? It's so as hard. can be, because as, you don't yeah. always you can't get it right all the time, 100%. Oh, no. As long as your intention isn't bad, like, don't yeah. beat me, but really, are you going to beat me? But also, I don't want to offend anyone <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> but as much as um, we say, like, the old generation are stuck in their ways, times have changed. Where you're saying the children at school receive comms. I'm talking like I'm in my workplace. Now. <laughs> comms on... Um, <laughs> It's been like two five days a week. How many hours? I can't escape it. I find myself texting in corporate corporate speak. But um, it's really good that the children receive comms on mm. autism so yeah. they can learn about it. Because when I was in school, I think I don't I don't remember hearing anybody was autistic. I don't remember hearing anybody had autism. Yeah. But I remember they'll take a few children out of the class to play like a parachute thing. They're particular oh, games. Okay. Yeah. But they didn't yeah. teach us much about yeah. what it means, mm. how those children might um, be different, or yeah. the, the, the type of support they might need, or yeah. how they behave differently. Yeah. So they ha- they are doing a lot in schools then. Which yeah, it's good and it helps because like I don't know if they do in every school because I do have some children that will like in the beginning stage. I don't know maybe if he was acting a bit different and say why is why is he acting weird and stuff like that and I'm just like. Like he's not acting weird. Mm. <laughs> like, he's just a bit different. Do you know mm. what I mean? I think I don't know. Maybe at that point, it's for the parent to kind of say because sometimes I think Tell the parents, I, can't, I can't fight children. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, parents, like it's yeah. for you to correct your child. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I think them um, educating children in school it, it's really beneficial for them, so then they can understand why a child is acting different. Mm. So, is there anything you have to do differently at home to help support your sons? Um. So like. 
uh, they like for a while they were very particular with like food colors like my younger son oh gosh um ice lollies and it's even it's the cheapest ice lolly as well from asda it's like literally 90p but he only wants the yellow ones and it's like yellow red and orange so it's like literally yeah and like he loved and because it's hot he loves off ice lollies and there was only i think three in a pack so it's like as soon as them three are done i want a yellow ice lolly and i'm just like they're done now have a red one he's not even going to try it but he's like, no, I don't like it. He doesn't want it. And it's like, just in terms of food as well, like, um, they still eat something called um, sevelac. I don't know if you know about it. It's like mm-hmm. a porridge, yeah. Like, every other child, well, most children will have, like, cereals, like, cocoa pot, stuff like that. They might have it sometimes, but they will, like, fuss and fight and be like, no, and scream and cry. I, I just want sevelac. And it's not cheap, but you know what I mean? And it's just like, oh, can you not make life a bit easier for me and just have a normal cereal? Like, um, maybe and, try Ready Brook. Huh? Ready Brook? Yeah, maybe I'm going to have to try some different ones. I don't even know how much that costs these days. It might be £10 right about oh, now. Oh, gosh, obviously everything <laughs> is more expensive now. And then I remember I bought them um, bed sheets and I just bought them two different ones. And then um, I think they went to their dad's and I washed them. And then I put them back on the beds, but I didn't know that I'd put the different ones on each bed. So when they came oh, back, oh. they had a whole... T- and I didn't know what oh. was going on. Both of them were just screaming and crying. And they kept saying, my bed, my bed. And I was just like, what's going on? And then it wasn't until um, one of them, I think, tugged at the bed sheet. And then I clocked that, oh, I've put the wrong sheet on the wrong bed. And I didn't even know that that was an issue. But then in their head, they thought, because that's the one that was initially on their bed, that's a so it's that's they to them. Yeah. yeah. So they don't, like, change as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there is, like, some things. But it's not... I don't think it's anything like big, big changes that I have to do with them. Like I would still say like in terms of the spectrum, it's quite mild with them. So that's, oh, I don't want to say good. <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone. But for my situation, it's a lot easier to handle. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was going to ask that, what does like a typical routine or day in the life look like for um, you? Because both of your children, it's not like one child yeah, yeah. is... Um, you know doesn't yeah, have yeah. any difficulties or yeah, additional yeah. needs so what does a typical day um, look like for you so in terms of now or like when they're in school like now okay just now in general, I've, I've yeah. Like, yeah so for like the um for now um so like in the morning I'll hear already about like six o'clock in the morning that my youngest is already awake no matter what time he goes to sleep he wakes up at like six there was even a time he woke up at five um and then he's in the front room He's opened everything, every fridge, cupboard, everything, taken food out. So then I have to wake up. I can't have a lion like other mum. Well, I don't not that the mums have lions, but I can't because I don't know if he might get something he's not supposed to. So I'm always anxious about that. Um, so then I wake up his brother, make them breakfast, like Sevelac probably because that's all they want to have. Um, and then, yeah, and then I'll kind of like probably after a few hours of them like um a lot of the time they went for a stage as well where they were really attached with their um ipads and stuff and i used to feel really bad about that as well because you know you see online that people say oh don't let them have too much um screen screen time time. but then a lot of apart from like the help that they got they learned a lot of their speech through screen time like watching like the shows and stuff like that like coco melon things like that so it was hard because it's like like they're learning with these but people like you get stick for it if you let them do it so then like after a few hours of that maybe then I would like kind of take them out go visit my mum a lot of the time because my mum lives in East London as well so I'll go and visit my mum or like I'll take them to the park and then bring them back home and then I always try and do like activities with them so like you know stuff that I show on my TikTok like um like 
the alphabet or like numbers, like letters, things like that. I'm always trying to encourage speech in some way. Um, so now that I know that they've kind of got the speech there, I'm trying to kind of um, do things like um, numbers, like adding on and stuff like that, or putting sentences together, because that's the next stage for them now, like speaking in sentences. Um, so we'll do activities like that. And then, yeah, like then lunch, dinner, things like that. And then probably like bedtime and then getting them to go to bed. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, luckily that I don't really have any issues with my older son. He's quite chilled. He will, like when I say it's bedtime, he'll go to bed. With my younger son, however. Sorry, what time's bedtime for them considering they wake up at six? Um, well, I say bedtime is at seven. My um, younger son, he'll normally go to bed around 8.30. The older one, maybe nine. Yeah. So I'll try and settle them in from like seven, but they'll sleep at like nine. 8.39, yeah. My girl will rock and roll to all midnight in her room. Oh, wow, okay. No, I started way earlier. Oh, okay. But if she don't want to sleep, listen. Yeah, I know. Water, it can get tiring. Toilet, oh. book. Well, now she go, lay with me for a few minutes. Who talked about minutes? I know, definitely. <laughs> That's my younger son. I can't get him out of my bed at the moment. Every single day, I put him in his bed and he still ends up back in mine some way. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's like a typical day for us right now. Um, a lot of the time I try to take them out and do activities during the day to wear them out. <laughs> it sounds bad, but like, no, if I don't, then at home, it's just, oh, it can be a lot sometimes, literally. Another thing I forgot to mention is that they bicker a lot. And I don't know if it's because of the additional need or if siblings are just like that. Because when I was growing up, I remember us, me and my siblings kind of just arguing about silly things, but it's not like how they bicker like literally I can't even sit down after I've given them breakfast I can't even sit down to have my breakfast as soon as I've sat down all I'm hearing is mum mum and then screaming and it's like oh he's got my thing my this my that my remote my but oh, there's just always constant arguing and it can be quite draining like mm. to the point where even in terms of like having a conversation on the phone I'll have I'll avoid that like even if I want to speak to like a guy friend it will have to be when they're completely asleep because I don't want to speak to you and they're just screaming in the back. Mm. So, yeah. How do you manage all of that as a single mum? Do you have, like, much support Support around you? Uh, Yeah, so, like, my mum... Yeah, my mum helps. Um, um, Their dad also helps as well. Um, So, like, yeah, I I shouldn't say single mum, should I? (laughs) Because, no, their dad is in the picture, yeah. So they they go to their dad as well, like, um, every other week. So they they see their dad as well. But mainly it's my mum and my family that help a lot. So, yeah, I get a lot of support from my family. Thank God for that. Amen. That's how you're able to turn up. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. The village is People so need a village. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Literally. And I, yeah, I really do embrace that because I know that there's a lot of people that don't have that extra help and I don't know how I would cope if I didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we're near the end now. We're near the end. Thank <laughs> you so much. So much. Um, could you tell us, um, the things that you found helpful on this journey and the things that you found unhelpful. So like people listen, if they've got someone in their life who is raising children with autism, they mm. know like what mm. to do and what not to do. Um, the things that I found helpful, um, I would say the therapy, the first, like the therapy. Um, yeah, that helped because I was able to speak to someone that I didn't know at all. So I was able to just let it all out and just, yeah. So I feel like if there's anyone in my position at the moment, um, I always say to them, I'll like speak to someone about it that you feel like 
won't judge you in a way and like yeah I think therapy is like the best thing to do and on the NHS it's free as well so you might as well do it um another thing I felt that really helped was um doing my own research so like even in terms of like with my younger son because it was like the pandemic when he um was meant to have speech therapy we had to wait a long time I think two two years so I just had to do my own research and kind of find like learning aids and things like that um to kind of help him and that really helped with his speech um another thing I would say that helped um I think I already mentioned is just speaking out about things so oh also just knowing when to okay like I spoke to someone about this the other day when you're when I'm not com comfortable with something I'll just say no so like I remember a lot of the time I'd feel a lot of pressure from like my mum she always wanted me to come to church with the kids but um when I go to church I felt a lot of judgment from like the aunties because if they were acted in a certain way they would call them naughty and stuff like that and tell me oh why are you not telling off your children mm -hmm. and I wouldn't say anything because I didn't want to be rude but then I remember one day I had like a proper outburst and I was just like he has autism this is why he's acting like this. He's not being naughty. Um, and then she was just like, oh, sorry, I didn't know. And I was just thinking, well, even if you didn't know, it's just, it's uncalled for. You shouldn't be doing that anyway to someone else's child. So um, after that, I said to my mum, I'm not coming anymore. I'll find my own church that I'm more comfortable with going. And that didn't sit right with her, but I, that was what a decision that I had to make for myself. I want to, where, wherever I go, I want to be comfortable with my, me and my children. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, learning how to say no to um, uncomfortable situations, um, even when like friends would invite me out to like go to certain restaurants and I knew that they were very picky eaters and they wouldn't eat anything on the menu and they saw it as like I was being extra and oh why don't you just come no my children are different and they might be different in these settings and it might be a bit overwhelming for me so yeah learning how to say no in certain situations that really helped um uh what didn't help what about from people around you what did you find helpful from people around me mm. um okay so support so like for example my mum a lot of the times I would just vent to her about things that was like happening and when she could see that I was really overwhelmed and stuff she would just say okay I'm gonna have the kids for the weekend and that would help because by the end of the weekend like I've just had space away from them and even though it's people think it sounds bad that you want space away from your kids it's not <laughs> yeah hard, man. it's not like honestly I feel like such a better mum when like I've had a bit of time away and I'm I like it's like what you said like you know the breather like you've had a breather and now I'm able to be a better mum for you like when I'm sitting there and I'm just constantly telling you stop 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 and you're not listening and I'm, and I'm upset I'm not able to be the best mum that I can be to you so um yeah I would say that like support has really helped and I know it's hard because not everyone has that not everyone has a mum to kind of take their child for the weekend and stuff like that but um I was part of like a group the other day and one mum mentioned that oh um even just like in terms of having like a coffee or something like that mm. and she said that she'd have to lock herself in the in the toilet just to have a coffee because yeah. her children are constantly like lagging at her and like want her attention um so I said that okay like if I know it's hard but maybe once they've gone to sleep why don't you have the coffee then even though I know obviously you want to have your coffee in the morning or whatever but have your coffee then or have a hot bath do you know what I mean try and do something for yourself because she didn't have any help so yeah I think sometimes you might have to freestyle as well do you know what I mean not everyone has that extra help so um yeah I would say the outside like my mum really helped in terms of childcare and my family as well like my siblings they would really help as well um did I say what didn't help? Not yet. Okay. Um, 
What didn't help is, um, like, the stares, ignorant comments, um, people thinking that, like, they knew more than me when they weren't even in my situation. Um, Yeah, I think that's, like, the main things that didn't help because I think a lot of the time people just want to talk on your situation and you're not living it. I'm the one that has to deal with it every day. So, um, yeah, that was, like, the main thing for me. Thank you. <laughs> that was very helpful. Yeah. Oh, thank no. you. I feel, I feel no, like I haven't said enough. No, you Sorry said if I've missed oh, anything. What else do you want to say? Anything you want to say? You can throw it in there. Um, but you've taught oh, us a lot. Um, I don't know. I feel like, the, I don't know. The one thing I think I might, maybe I'll relate to, I feel like dating might be hard for anyone okay. that has yeah, a yeah, child. That would, that. Yeah. And I think it does. it's not spoken about a lot. Because with me, I went through a stage where I was like, okay, so now I'm... Um, a single mum, but I'm not only a single mum, a single mum to children with additional needs. Oh. And I watched a podcast the other day, um, and, oh, I've forgotten his name now, but you guys probably know him. And um, it's quite a pop, the Winners Talking podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, there was an episode when um, one of the guys was saying that how he um, stopped dating, talking to a girl because her sister had an autistic child. Huh? Yeah. What does the sister have <laughs> Yeah. He said it must be in the family. What? That's when this is what I mean. Yeah. That's the stigma. Exactly. This is what I mean. And I was like, wow, that's the first time I've ever heard anyone like say that they wouldn't date someone because not even the girl, like the girl's well, how sister. How did you feel when you heard that as well? I, it, was a bit, it was a bit hard to take because it made me think, oh, no one's going to like date me. No one's going to talk to me. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I messaged him. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. What did you I say? I messaged him and I said, um, I love your podcast because I do. I said, I love your podcast, but I'm not going to lie. I felt a bit of a way about um, the comment. Yeah, I felt really yeah. offended. And I said, it made me feel a way. It made me feel Wait, like no one. say it or the guest? No, no, it was the guest. But okay. I just, just like, as in like, because I know that Awareness. the guy. Yeah. And I know that he's all, the guest is always there. So I just wanted to maybe him to relay that information. How you mm. say things sometimes might hurt people. Um, so Ignorance, isn't it? Yeah. And he said, yeah, like he basically said that. He was just like, it's just ignorance. And he was like, yeah, like, thank you for pointing that out. I did have a, he said he spoke to him after and he told him that that was harsh to say. But um, yeah, like it's, I think it's just really hard. Well, I, don't, I don't think it's hard, but I think people in that situation might think it's hard because you will think to yourself, especially if you hear a comment like that, no one's going to talk to me if I have a child that has an additional need. And sometimes moms feel like that anyway. Like, yeah, like exactly, exactly, yeah. So, yeah, but I think that's the only thing kind of that not it's not really spoken about. So I just wanted to How has it impacted you date with dating? Have you had any adverse reactions? And um, also how do you approach do you like let people know? Do you feel like you have to let people know as soon as you say you have children? Are you like, oh I've got two sons and That's the thing. Like I, at first I was thinking, do I say that? But I was thinking, mm, I don't know how long I'm gonna speak, be speaking to you for. So I don't know if I need to disclose that business. right now. Yeah. yeah. So I don't say it straight away. Maybe if with like gone on a date and stuff like that and they might start asking more about my children then I would disclose that as well and say yeah um sometimes it can innocently innocently come out as well because if you ask me what I'm up to and I say oh I'm going to my son's therapy appointment or something like that and then they might be like oh for what and then I'll say oh my son has autism and stuff like that and I remember there was one guy I spoke to I didn't carry on speaking to him but I remember he was really intrigued because I think his cousin has autism so he was telling me about his cousin's experiences and he was like, oh, I really want to know about like your son, how like how is he and stuff. Like, I'm really interested. But um, I think there has been a few times when a person's maybe just gone a bit quiet and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, like at the end of the day, that's, that's, it's part of me now as my son. I can't change it. If it's not for you, then that's fine. Move on to the next. So you go, girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. 
It is interesting. Yeah. Whole new world. And with like oh. an extra element on the side. Oh, honestly. Not on the side, extra element. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just have to stop feeling sorry for yourself. And I think I was doing a lot of that. No, yeah. like I, was, I had to pick myself up and stop being like, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Like, you are a spice. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, you know what are. I mean? Yeah. And it's and, got a problem, they're not the one for you. Yeah, exactly. So that's all it is. And that's what a lot of people need to do. You literally, you just need to ha- like give yourself a pep talk. I know it's hard, but you will get there. Like, trust me. Like, I've, I've, I look back at old videos of myself and I'm like, wow. I've like literally, pro- even the progression in myself wow. and the progression in your child is what keeps you going as well. No matter how big or small, like, him being able to have a conversation with me, That's huge. like, it's huge. So even when he says something to me, like, I was doing his hair today, he said, mummy, hurry up. He couldn't say that to me last year. So... Like, when someone else might say, oh, that's rude, you let your child speak to you like that, I'm just like, I'm embracing everything he says to me because I'm just happy to hear him speaking. Wow. So, yeah. What a journey. Yeah, exactly. It's, it sounds like it's been a lot, especially with, like, yeah. the depressive zone that you've been in and yeah. then finding the courage to pick yourself up mm. and get out of that. Yeah. Supporting them along the way, dealing with backlash from your own community, from strangers in the park, from yeah. people, the people on the bus. Oh, yeah. It's been a lot, but... Well done. Yeah, thank you. Well yeah, done. well done. Thank yeah, they're lucky to have well. you. Oh, thank you. Because you're doing a good job. And you're helping people and raising awareness and calling out podcast hosting. Yeah, <laughs> well, which is good. So pick up you. <laughs> so if people want to follow you on social media, where can they find you? Um, so Rebecca Iku says Rebecca I-K-U. Yeah. And is that the same on everything? Yeah, on everything, literally. Um, on... TikTok, um, <laughs> <laughs> on, um, on Instagram and on Twitter. I've got a Twitter account. I don't use it that much, but yeah, Twitter and on YouTube as well. Yeah. Right, so, so. put that in, follow, subscribe, follow yep. her journey and yeah, enjoy. Thank you guys. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much for coming on and it's been Mama Drama Pod, Mama Drama Pod on all social media platforms and mamadramapod.co.uk for the book too. All right, bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>